So what was your first contact with Team Lotus? First contact with Team Lotus was actually from Autosport because I was doing Cooper Jack 500s um, with a guy from the, who worked for Wessex Motors and Henleys in Salisbury. We were uh, doing a little bit of hill, hill climbs and into motivation. Didn't really know what we were doing, but it was good fun. And I thought, you know, being a mechanic uh, at Henleys, I really got interested in motivation. I used to buy the Autosport. And in the back, one day they had uh, uh, vacancies at Team Lotus. I thought, wow, that, that's the bee's knees. And um, so I applied for the job. And at that time, um, Henleys had transferred me to Andover Garages, which I had to go from Salisbury to Andover every day in the little van they gave me, little A35 van, Austin. So I applied for the job, sent it off, and I got a reply back uh, from a certain person called Jim Angelwhite and said, no, um, no, you haven't got the job, but... Please, you know, we'll keep you in contact, etc., etc. I thought, oh well, that was it. It was a good try. Right. Two weeks later, a letter came back saying, apologising that you did get the job. <laughs> Please come to Chessent, North London, for an interview. Oh wow, okay. They gave me the date. So, I felt ill that that day, that one morning. I thought, Dane, I can't come in today. Come on. So, on the little A thirty five van, I hustled up. Round the North Circular, uh, A30, North Circular, up to Chesson, found it, with a map, by the way, because yeah. uh, guys, in those days, we didn't have technology, but we used to get there in those days, didn't get lost, uh, anyway, and I got to Chesson, and my interview was with a guy called Bob Dance, who was then uh, Chief Mechanic, on uh, Cortina's. Formula One and everything else. So Bob gave me the uh, interview and um, that was it. Um, went back and um, when can you start? I was going to say, how long before you started? Oh, <clears throat> it was like a couple of weeks, literally. Right. And then uh, I said, well, you know, where do I stay? So they said, we've got a bed and breakfast at a place called Bruce Grove which is basically opposite White Hart Lane, Tottenham. Right, football ground. Uh, yeah, bed and breakfast. So it wasn't too far from there mm -hmm. to Chesson mm -hmm. in those days. The traffic wasn't wasn't yeah. a problem. So that's what I did. And, and uh, that was that was me starting in Team Lotus. So what did you start doing? Uh, first on? of all, they, they put me on the Lotus Cortinas. Right. Um, helping out. With the with the crew there was Bob Sparshot, um, Sid Carr, mm -hmm. uh, Ray Smith. Um, I worked up with Ray, and that'd be it. And the whole crew. Pete, yeah, the, basically that'd be it. And the whole crew, and uh, Bob was chief sure. mechanic as well. So, mm -hmm. so we'd go uh, to the races with that. But they got me doing stuff. Two cars. Two cars. Pete Arundel and Jimmy Clark. Mm -hmm. And, and you were just a general... Yeah, I, I was in between. I could be working on, you know, helping, Yeah. you, you know, the, the the mechanic on each car. I'd be going from one to the other. There would mm -hmm. be Spa Shot, Sid, Ray Smith, me, Bob, um, 
you know, I would be, if you like, the boy. Yeah. Although, you yeah. know, I was 20 plus, just. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so it was, and it was Bob Dance, who pretty quickly sussed it out, like the nickname, Beaky. He said, that Dave Sims, he's got a bit of a nose on him. So I reckon he's got a bit of a beak there. So and that was it. End of, that was it. So from this day onwards, from that day onwards to this day right now, that is it. Because everyone had a nickname. Everybody had a nickname. Yeah. Um, they had to have. Yeah. And Bob being the vicar. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Chesson was... Um, was obviously I used to stay round at night sometimes looking at the guys working on F one. Yes, we're in, in the same workshop. Oh, it's all in the same shop. <clears throat> and uh, in the Indy car, there you go. Oh, look yeah. at that, you know. And uh, I even one Christmas, the first Christmas, the only Christmas I worked down at Chesson was uh, Alan McCaw. He was working yeah. on F one. He was getting a Tasman car ready mm-hmm. um, to put a, a two and a half litre, I think it was a two and a half litre, it's a BRM engine in the Lotus mm-hmm. for Tasman series only. And you had to work over Christmas. In the F1 car. In, on the, the F1 engine. car, yeah. yeah. And, um, <coughs> and in Alan Murray Dog was his nickname. He said, you want to give, you you give us a hand? I said, well, work on an F1 car? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I won't go home for Christmas. Absolutely. We're working over Christmas. And yeah. So I helped, you know, my first experience yeah. in a formula car of that category in those days, I helped Alan fit the engine in. So what year would that have been? That must have been 66. Right, end of 66. Yeah, it must have been, yeah, before we moved up to Chesson <laughs> yeah. in 67. Um, yeah, so I did that, and that was bee's knees. Same. And that was the first time I heard, too, it, when I was in Chesson, they started the Indy car up. Right. With the Ford, and I never heard anything like I it bet. then. It was fantastic. I mean, this, and then you transporters, the old bedford thing. Well, you know, this is the bee's knees. Yeah. Mm. So it gave you enthusiastic and made you. So you, you helped him on the, doing the stuff on the Indy car, on the Tasman car? Yeah, just for that Christmas. But you were still on the call team at that point. Yeah. Sort of proper job. Yeah, yeah. So, And then you, how did you get across into single-seaters from the Cortinas? We, did it? No, we moved up to... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, new factory. Up to factory and then uh, a couple of, a few races with the Mark 1 Cortinas. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then it went to the Mark 2s. Mm-hmm. Um, and Billy Koo was chief yeah. mechanic on that, which wasn't a successful car. Mm. Uh, it didn't work like the Mark One. Well, it didn't because no. other manufacturers are coming in with, you know, of course the British Saloon Car Championship was getting really serious, yeah. and there was a lot of competition. And mm. the Mark Twos didn't really work. And that would have been for Graham Hill and Jackie X. Yes, is that right? The Mark Twos. Yeah. Yes, is that right? Yes, Jackie X. Did Jimmy okay. drive a Mark Two? I can't know. No, I don't think he no. did. Did he? No, for some reason. No, was he might have been a tax exile at that point? Well, he was sixty-six. No, he didn't. And from there, um, six, you know, 67, 67, yeah. went into... F2? F2. You got into the Formula C team? Yeah, well, with Lotus components, car, yes. I had to run space frame, chassis. Yeah. 
with Jackie Oliver and and it was um Jimmy Graham Bob Dance crew chief mm-hmm. Sid Sparshot all the same people um Doing Eddie the- Eddie not Eddie Dennis I can't remember when he was Eddie I don't think Eddie was on F2 mm-hmm. but we had um I can't remember the second name of Ian from Norfolk he's got a big business in Norwich now Darren might have been on that Ian on the F2s yeah um, there's a photograph of in our book yeah um, of them it, it, of you yeah it's either Poe or Elby yeah um, of, of the whole team mm. but the Lotus components car was an absolute basically non-competitive yeah very dangerous cars regarding um, the, the fuel tank it was rubber but it was just a rubber, very thin rubber fuel cell just sat in amongst the space frame yeah no cell it was not placing a, a cell so so we had protruding yeah. nuts and bolts and sticking into it you sticking into it and taping this and yeah covering it with alley this and when it f- put a full tank mm-hmm. Jackie would be pushed forward the seat would just break the Zeus's and push yeah. the car forward it was ever it was an absolute disaster Bye. and it was not competitive ah. and it wasn't really a fair mm. fair run for him at all yeah. <laughs> but good job it was never an accident with that car it would have been a disaster yeah. mm. so so when did you first get involved with Jim Clark <clears throat> Jimmy Cortinas yeah yes you know usually Jimmy was always talked to everybody right you know there wasn't just one guy that would look after his car he would just talk to all of you yeah and what was happening in day to day right and what he's doing Mm -hmm. there his farm was going and in all this and and you could have a nice chat to him but then seriously get down to the race and he he was there come on he'd be there doing a Mm -hmm. quick debrief with colin yeah and uh He'd go for it, and he, he he took it super seriously. Although a lot of you know the saloon car racing, then a lot of guys, you know, the F one people think it was a bit of a laugh. And, yeah. But Jimmy took it seriously. Yeah. It was racing. He got results as well. Didn't he, he got results. He was so quick. Mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. Remember at Crystal Palace in Mark One, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was nearly scary seeing him on two wheels. I mean, yeah. But or three wheels fantastic yeah. yeah that's right something you don't see anymore that's right unfortunately yeah I see Jimmy at Woodcut yeah. at Silverstone flat absolute full drift full yeah unbelievable yeah and it was all under control all under control no problem no it was yeah. really good yeah absolutely so what about Colin Chapman you obviously must have got involved with him very or you know knew him yeah. very very early on absolutely you know because I was just a team member but he always um, used to make sure that it uh, it talked to you and what you're doing. Right. What are you doing now? Sort of so what out. have you got? What Bob? What has Bob got you on? Mm-hmm. Or, or what? Dick, it was Enjoy or Scammel? Yeah. Whichever team manager, whatever project you was on. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Okay, good. Well, make sure you do it properly, etc., etc., and follow the rule book as per. So, yeah. And, and you know, got get used to make sure it's done properly. Yeah, you know, when you're building new cars, we had to weigh everything. 
every nut and bolt was weighed. Right. Um, what, and written down? Yeah, absolutely. Morris Philippe then would also make sure that yeah. this was done yeah. so that they would see what the total weight of the car was fully finished. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, he was... And, you know, some of the stuff was a bit thin, a little bit smooth. Oh, that's a bit... Mm, yeah. Is that going to work? Gonna last? And the old man used to <clears throat> say, that, you know, what, what's your problem? Well, you know, you don't question him. No. Um, and you never like that. And say, what are you doing this for? Yeah. So you got a Morris fully said, no, don't bring that up. Just <laughs> really, just, just do it. Yeah. As, as, as Colin used to say, if if you put a two ba boat in the right place, you could hang, you could lift a double decker bus with that in the right position. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. But you know, he was. If you did something wrong playfully um, which we did like um, the occasional acetylene bomb and, and also the, the the cannon we made from uh, the Indy cars had these thick drive shafts right. uh, and the metal was imported from the States and uh, hollow so big lengths of it used to come. So we converted one length, we welded up the end and put a um, plug thread right. for you know standard plug in the end, yeah. and we made a big barrel and we put the plug in and connected it to a twelve volt battery, and then we stuffed the whole thing with project job. We yeah. stuffed it with rags and petrol mm. and and anything else that would go in there hard. Yeah. And we let it go one day, and it went it went over the top outside it, up in Norwich at Hethel. And it went over into the farmer's field up amongst his cows. And, yeah. and apparently, the farmer was out there. Wasn't best pleased. Wasn't too happy. So, Colin yeah. came in and he was the right next that, day. Was he, or what? Well, yeah, he <clears> said, That's not funny what you were doing. That was, can be highly dangerous and really silly, but. But you did it all wrong. You you had the elevation wrong because if you had the elevation right, if you marked it out, I'll ma- do have the mathematics for you, in the size of the barrel and the amount of explosion you had stuff in there. See, they would have gone over the top of the cows into the next field, but you don't know what you're doing, so don't do it again. <laughs> and he was laughing his head off. Yeah, he thought it was really funny, <laughs> but he said just. Don't waste your time anymore. Just get on with your work. And obviously, I presume, if you're working on a car and you made a little slight ad- adjustment of your own without telling him or whatever, he, really, he wouldn't like that? He wouldn't like that at all. <clears throat> but, yeah. No, you know, you go to Morris and say, say can we do this? What about, you know, can we, we say, no, 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 just... Stick to the... Stick to it. Stick to the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. I know, yeah, that was, Even if it worked? Even if it worked. Um... But um, on the 72, we were the left, the left rear front wishbone pickup bracket kept breaking. Right. You know, it, it happened three times with Emerson. And I remember the old man 
Yeah, Emerson saying, why does it keep breaking? What, what are we doing? It was Ontario Speedway. It was a non-championship yeah. race. Yeah. It happened there. And Emerson got it. It was a mix of race. It was a Formula 5000s and Formula 1 all together. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Ontario Speedway don't exist anymore. Yeah. That's a housing estate now. And uh, it, was, it was a banking. It was like an, in, oh, an IndyCar circuit. And the... So... I actually said to Colin... I said, oh, why is it breaking? And he wasn't... Displeased with that. He was not pleased <clears> at all. <throat> he was not pleased at all. So, Morris Philippe come up and told me, he said, you better be careful. He said, uh, the old man doesn't like that f- coming from a mechanic. Um, he said, so I'd watch it if I was you. So, oh, okay. Mm, okay. Just testing. <laughs> but... Uh, Otherwise, you know, Colin was in a good mood and he was a very acceptable person. And he was able to think on his feet as well, wasn't he? You know, during the session and stuff like that, to make some changes in the car and things like oh, that. Oh, non-stop. Yeah. Non-stop. Yeah. Um, and, and you know the job list would be big. Absolutely. Um, with... With the f- formula cars, um, if Graham was driving, it would be bump steer. Whether it was Formula <laughs> 2 or Formula 1, mm-hmm. it would be bump steer. He just loved his bump steer. Oh, the bump steer. I can feel it coming down the pit lane. I mean, oh. And bump steer, you know, to do the bump steer was... Because, it? it's, yes, it's okay in the factory where you've got a nice flat, floor but you're in, when you're in a pit lane or a paddock well when, <clears throat> when you're in the paddock in those days there wasn't such a thing as a flat no. pits that, you know in the back it didn't exist no. um, Silverstone was 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 pretty good in those days but you go to places like Claremont Foran uh, you know you, your Lotus 72 was up amongst the blackberry bushes yeah. And yeah. on a on a gradient in know. the grass yeah, oh yeah mm. you, to do the bump steer design, it was no way. a complete waste of time oh. was, you couldn't do it properly mm. and uh, so yeah that was Graham but um, but Shaman had to think on his feet when someone came in and said oh it's doing this oh yeah he would because um, he, he, he a bit of a driver wasn't he himself yeah he, he, he would start writing notes down and you know he said, well, we won't be doing nothing on this session, but we'll be have that right for the next session. Right. And you would have a job list, yeah. a big job list, yeah. for sure, especially at night. Yeah. And you never... And you see the Brabham team, you know, oh, well, they're going home. Why aren't we going <laughs> home? <laughs> no, we'll be doing mods. And you'll be still there at 3 You'll be still three there the midnight, yeah, all night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was normal. Um, so... You were on the crew for Mario's first F one race, weren't you? Yeah, me and His Del. Debut. Yeah, me and Porteous. <clears throat> me yeah. and Del Porteous, and um, you know, we heard about Mario from from Jimmy. Yeah, to say that um, he's good. This guy is really good, mm. you know. And one, he said, literally, his car control. He went to um, Trenton. Trenton Speedway yeah. with Mario to, to watch him in dirt racing mm-hmm. and he said the car control with those beasts of cars was mm-hmm. fantastic he said he's, he's something else 
and it, it, you know, obviously he had experience of Mario Indy. Yeah. And he said, you know, he um, he's someone puts him in F one, he's he's gonna be yeah really good. His possibility of a world champion, he mm -hmm. is really really good. Mm. And he used to tell Chapman a lot about about Mario, and and then they put so him in. So you got him in at was it Watkins Glen? Watkins Glen, first. His first F1, wasn't it? 69. That's right. And what happened? And we saw it. It was a Graham Hill chassis, which was long, a little bit long for... So would he have been running three cars that weekend? Was it Jackie Oliver and Oliver, Graham? Oliver, Graham, and, and... And Mario. Okay, so he was in one of Graham Hill's chassis. Yeah. Because, you know, Mario's not tall. No. And we had problems with the pedals. Um... He said, well, that's okay, just put some extension, a little bit of extension on the pedal. Mm -hmm. oh, extension on the pedals? Oh, okay, no problem, this guy, you know. He said, and he still couldn't do the steering wheel right, and that was it. his seat, it was too long at the back. Yeah. So he said, well, we'll have to make a seat. He said, well, we had, we had like, jackets, um, Overall jackets. Like team jackets. Sure, it's like a doctor's jacket, you know, yeah. but it was brown. He said, now, take your coat off. He said, now, shove it behind me, fold it, pop the shirt behind me, do the belts. We had actually seat belts right. in 69. Yeah. And he said, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that'll do. So, you right. know, we're going to race like that? He said, yeah, that's, 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 that's good. Leave it like that. No, touch make sure but I want that jacket right. <laughs> so then that was lost my jacket but <laughs> and then practice um, what we didn't do in practice because we had a bit of we had to do change ratios during practice and there was a bit I can't remember, we had a bit of an engine problem, which we cured, so we didn't do a lot of running in practice as much as what we wanted to. We didn't do full tanks practice. Right. We didn't do full tanks right. practice. So the next time, full tanks would be for the race. But, astonishingly, everybody's surprised. I mean, wow, pole position. Where did that come from? He just said, well... The car, leave it. It's I can out drive it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this got a few problems, but we ain't going to kill them here. Yeah, he said, um, I can cope with it, no problem. It was amazing, mm. amazing the way he felt the car. That was part of him. Um, it was a well. This guy is good. Yeah. Who is this guy? You can only turn left. Because you do hear people say, "Oh, it's okay. It's uh, Mario. He's American." And it was his home race. Mm. Apparently, he'd never run at Watkins Glen before. No, Ever, was, in anything. No. So and to get pole, it was, it was amazing. It yeah. was this, this guy <clears throat> is a absolute superstar. This guy, everybody was amazed with Mario and the way yeah. he he laughed and joked with the mechanics, and but he was deadly serious. And what happened in the race? Bottomed out. We four tanks. Full tanks, yeah. didn't have the right levels, mm -hmm. correct, and um, he had a bit of a clutch problem, so we had to retire it. Yeah. It was a shame, but it, 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 he put his mark on it. 
everybody think, wow. And that was it. That was really... Mario was then signed with... But that was just Colin. a one-off race with him. That was a one-off race. I wonder why it wasn't followed up. Yeah, we all said that. Because uh, that would have been the end of the year. Never understand it. it. Mm. Because, um, you know, Watkins Glen, the next race would have been Mexico. Yeah. Um, but no, but it, he'd signed his name on it. You know, it was then, Chapman then followed him up for sure. Yeah. I mean, look Kept at it. Kept tabs on him. Look at it. No, he's... Mario, <coughs> to me, Mario and Jimmy, so like, yeah. so much alike. And mm. it, Carl comes in very cool and calm and says, well, yeah, we've got this bit of understeer there and there, but leave it. I can cope with it. Don't don't screw around with it. Yeah. And his, his attitude to the whole thing was phenomenal. Very Clark-like, very mm. like Jimmy Clark. And you have to, to say... Mario, look what he's done, Formula One, Indy. Yeah. You know, sports cars. Yeah. Saloon cars. Yeah. Everything. Even the dirt track midgets. Yeah, everything. Early on. He's done everything. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, Mario, to me, I can call him. I talked to him, you know, not long ago, and mm. he'd pick up the phone and say, how you doing, Beak? Nice. Super guy. Mm. Um, he's an icon yeah and we've got Jackie Stewart Mario Tangoni went this year mm. or last year mm. and um, there isn't many of that calibre no left mm. so and Mario is still out there that's right you know with the with the, with the Andretti team with his son Michael mm. and he still does um the two car, the two person, IndyCar thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's still <laughs> on it. So he's my man. 